Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, here we go with cruise ships sailing again. A record number of cruise ships expected to visit Vancouver this year. Are are you ready to go cruising again? Let's discuss with my guest, Kelly Craighead. Kelly is the president and CEO, Cruise Lines International Association. Very pleased to welcome Kelly to the show. Thanks a lot for coming in today. Hi, Mike. Thanks so much for having me. Nice to have you here. So let's talk a little bit about your work. You're the president of this association. This is a global organization, right? So, well, that's very interesting work. So you travel around a lot. I do. So um, we call it CLIA, Cruise Lines International Association, and we represent the ocean and the river cruise lines, but we also represent all of the suppliers that supply the ships and all of the travel agents and advisors who book people on cruises, of which 55,000 travel advisors are a member of CLIA in North America alone. Wow. Okay, this is a huge business, and we've talked about it on the show here before because it's a big business multiplier. I think it's a great thing for tourism. But, boy, you've been through some tough years with COVID. It sounds like... You're roaring back here. Is that how you would characterize it? Absolutely. So I think the intent to our research shows, I think you'll find interesting, um, that the intent to take a cruise is 87%, which is 6% higher than even before the pandemic. So I think there is a great deal of interest in experiencing so much by cruise. Okay, and the first, when do the first cruise ships arrive? Because we're getting into the cruising season here now, right? Right, so actually next week you will see the first ship come into Victoria, which is April 11th and Vancouver April 12th. Same ship? Same ship. Okay, so they stop in Victoria first and then they go on to Vancouver. Okay, is this a big ship coming in? Um, it depends on how you define big. Right. <laughs> but I think what you know best in Vancouver is just how many ships come through of different sizes, with different types of experiences that they're offering. And so we're really looking forward to the Sapphire Princess, which is the one that will come into Ogden Point um, next Tuesday and then on to Vancouver again, as I said, on the 12th. Okay, and that will be the first of of many, right? Like how many are we expecting in in Vancouver this year? Right, so you'll have a little bit more than 380 ships come through. Wow. The difference between this year and last year is you know, after being closed for two years, Canada was closed for two years for yeah. cruising, is that you'll see some of these ships have even more capacity, which I think makes some people nervous. But I really want to make a point that cruise tourism is actually managed tourism. So everyone in the city, all of the stakeholders know when a ship is coming, knows how many people are coming, and then we can work well with the different stakeholders in the area to make sure that it's really well managed so it's not overwhelming. Okay, when you say that makes some people nervous, why would people be nervous well, about that? Well, it's, you know, it's, it's understandable. Uh, you see some of these ships are quite large visu- yeah. visually, and you can imagine thousands of people descending on some of these smaller destinations. Yeah. And it's, it's disconcerting until you really think about the fact that you have so many great restaurants, so many great retail opportunities, 
so much kind of growth and and product that's available for the visitors that are coming however they come. Yeah. And again, the difference between day trippers or others that might be visiting is those that are coming on a ship, you, you know in advance and you can plan. Okay. Over 300 ships expected. And then I was looking at some projected passenger numbers. What, what 1.3 million passengers? Possibly. That sounds about right. Okay, so wow. It remains to be seen, obviously. Uh, I think there were some challenges last year with Arrive Can and some of the kind of procedures that uh, were instituted in Canada that have been addressed this year. But we're expecting, again, a record year. Arrive Can is, is done, right? No, yes. There's no more Arrive Can app, including yes. for cruise passengers. Well, it's no longer a requirement. Right, right. What are some of the other changes? Do you have to be? Do you have to show proof of vaccination to get on a cruise ship, or how does that work now? So I think after instituting some of the most robust health protocols during the pandemic, you can see that cruise ships are following what you can see on land. And so again, each ship has the ability to kind of ratchet up or ratchet down protocols. Yeah. But I think you'll find it's still one of the safest ways to travel. And you won't have the same kind of burdens that you had during the kind of the heart of the pandemic. And it's just a terrific way to see this beautiful part of the world. Yeah. Are you seeing a lot? I imagine there's a lot of pent up demand. Like you guys went through some brutal years here. Industry basically shut down around the world. And I remember there was there were times when people are saying, could, could this industry come back? It, yep. it sounds like it's coming back quicker than you anticipated. Like this is a record well, year we're talking about. Yeah. Here now. Well, and last year was a record year. I wow. think. Cruisers love to cruise. So yeah. I think during the pandemic, you saw cruisers booking so many cruises. And that's why the CLIA research is so interesting is because people who are new to cruise, their intention to cruise is so much higher than it was before the pandemic. So I think from a consumer demand standpoint, it is off the charts. And it really is because it's the best way to see the world. Right. And as for you were talking about cruising safely, right? So, you know, hopefully we don't... It, go through any more sort of nightmares with COVID. But for people who are wondering, oh, gee, I'm not sure I want to get on a cruise ship right now. What if I get sick? What, what can you say about that? Like, what would you say to reassure people? Obviously, a lot of people are quite willing to get on a cruise ship again. Right. I mean, a cruise ship is really one of the safest ways to travel for a number of reasons. But one thing I think people don't know is that they have state-of-the-art medical facilities and mm. medical care providers so depending on the type of health care you have access to, in some cases, you have better access to health care on a cruise ship than you do mm. on land. Right. And then as for what about the staff and the, the crew? Are they required to be vaccinated? Is that still a rule? Yes. So they are. Okay. I, all of the crew is still vaccinated yeah. um, and follow really robust health protocols themselves. Right. And right. again, I think even now you're seeing a lower incident of any kind of spread on a cruise ship than you will anywhere else. Right. Okay. It's really interesting to see this industry come roaring back like this. Now, the cruise ship industry has its critics, of course, right? We talked about that, some of these issues on the show in the past, some of the environmental impacts, right? Like for cruise ships dumping sewage into the water. Is that true? Like, do they dump, cruise ships dump un, untreated sewage into the water? Yeah, absolutely not true. Okay. In fact, I think that you'll see um, the way that waste is processed. Um, there are advanced wastewater treatment systems yeah. that are so advanced that have maintained such a high degree of standards that you see many of the coastal communities stepping up to reach that same level of standards. In fact, I think here in Victoria, they now have a treatment facility that will meet and reach the standard that has been long set by cruise ships. Right. Okay. And for people who are interested in, in cruising again, 
are are the companies if there's such big demand are prices going up too or still bargains out there so far there's still bargains so okay. there's a, a wave season uh people start to book cruises in january this is the strongest wave season we've seen in years but there's still a good value to be had and so one uh. of the things that's interesting about cruise mike is that there's such a range of products so it's not fair to actually say it's cheap, although you could find a cheap deal. It's always true that there's great value. So even yeah. if you're in the ultra luxury category, or if you're in a more mass market category, you're going to get more bang for your buck than anywhere else. How is the industry doing in Vancouver? I mean, obviously you've got, you've just outlined a record year you anticipate, but I know that the industry in the past had been lobbying for improvements in the in the birthing facilities for example at the at the in Vancouver how are we doing in in that regard like is, is there something is there any way that you think Vancouver could do things better for the industry well you know i think there is a shared commitment to a, a net zero carbon future so uh, we do appreciate the shoreside electricity capabilities in Vancouver Vancouver which makes it really unique but I think we can all work better together on a collaborative front because I think the future is kind of unclear. Yeah. So the more we can work together to develop infrastructure, like you see with shoreside electrical capabilities, and to invest in the kind of innovation that's going to be necessary to propel from an energy standpoint any kind of vehicle yeah. uh, or mode of transportation, I think there's opportunities for public-private partnerships to make those kinds of advancements. And I think you see good partnerships with all of the coastal communities from Seattle to Alaska. Busy season ahead, for sure. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule and coming in. I appreciate it a lot. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. Okay, thank Thanks. you. Thanks a lot for coming in.